You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Licking okay. gin balls. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I... debate begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new week. It is a new topic. Unfortunately, we are down by one. Uh, Haas could not be here today, as shameful as it is. Clearly, he didn't learn from the last time we did this dance, but uh, he decided that uh, other things were more important. That's okay. We don't hold it against you. We're forgiving nature uh, towards each other. So, uh, yeah, we will persevere without you. Once again, that's what we do. Uh, we love you. Have fun on your trip, and we look forward to you being back next week. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and move on. Gentlemen, those that are here, uh, thank you for being here. How is everybody doing? Uh, did you just fart? What was that? I, don't even know what that was like. I didn't even catch that. He's like, I, I gotta step away for a minute. One more time. <laughs> Ding dongs. <laughs> uh, on, a, on a quick note, though, surprisingly enough, we released the episode, I believe, April 2nd, and it was the Haas episode, the uh, Legend of the Haas Nest Monster. I am happy to say it is our most listened to episode. <laughs> right now it's been out less than a month and it is and i'm not when i say it's our most listened to by more than a hundred uh, uh no it's about 882 downloads something like that i mean but it is well enough far and above it is the most popular episode which was a surprise to me i thought it was great i loved doing it with you guys when we when we recorded it i just didn't expect it to be so popular so if you didn't know what today was going to be without Haas here, it's the Haas Nest Monster. It's the Haas Nest Monster two. part two. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was surprised the other day. I was checking the stats. I'm like, holy shit. Not only is it in the lead, because we've had ones that are in the lead by a handful of downloads, right? This was way out in front. And having just released it just a few weeks ago, I was like, holy shit. Okay. Clearly people like that. Well, he's clearly the anchor. Uh, you know, he's the glue. He's the glue. He's the glue. That's it, Haas. I hope you hear this wherever you are. Um, when when you play this for yourself, of course, I did check. He isn't the one downloading it over and over and over again. I thought maybe, <laughs> I thought maybe that was the case. Yeah. But no, he is not doing that. <laughs> he's padding his stats. That's right. yeah. Oh, that's what that's about me. Play, Bunch of dummy, play, play. Dummy accounts. That's it. Everybody, hey, can I play this podcast for you? <laughs> Everywhere you, you, to, you only have to listen to about two minutes of it for it to count. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this one goes. I, I think this one and Grinch, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, because when you actually texted out this topic, seemed a little frustration, a little anger maybe behind this topic. Uh, I don't know if maybe uh, I was that was me in general. The topic really had nothing to do with it. Oh, was, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Is this yeah. because you're not drinking? <laughs> He's yes. just in an angry, bad That's place yes. right now. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still in alcohol-free April, in case you are not sure if you've been tracking and paying attention to our episodes. Still in alcohol-free April. Are we, though? Well, some of us are. <laughs> Three of the four of us are. Um, so, yes, unfortunately, somebody did break down, and we won't name any names, Big Mike. Um, but, yes, somebody did break down and have a drink this week. And not only did they have a drink, but they felt the need to text an image of that drink 
glass full and then followed up with glass empty it was and delicious. sent it out to the group. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, it touches the dips. Yes. <laughs> Kudos to Mrs. Grinch. I did not catch that in the text when you came back and said, you know, Mrs. Grinch noticed that you said this challenge was bullshit past tense. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> in my defense, at that point, it I hadn't had been. not had, had a drink yet. So that was, yeah, that was definitely not the intent of that text. No, but you got called out. And so I what you it, thought well, I, I got called out, I'm gonna make it count now. As I was drinking the drink, I'll okay. point that <laughs> out. It was hysterical because we had ordered drinks and I got the text and I was like, interesting. Well, funny how that works. <laughs> who's who's is, watching me? Because then you're like, you're like, I've gone 14 days without alcohol at the time. And it was just like, okay, well, today is the 14th day, which is why I followed up with, are you gonna make it 15? And that's when the picture of the empty glass came through, and you're like, <laughs> I don't think not. so. <laughs> yeah. Hard no. <laughs> yeah. Look, I hope it was worth it. I hope it, it was. was. Okay. It was delicious. Um, uh, Rich seventy five. Just so we're keeping uh, keeping score here. Oh, there you go. Uh, fancy First one I've ever had. We'll be super happy about that. Look at you. Um, look, I've gone this far without getting COVID. I think I can make it to the end of the month without a drink. I'd like to think I can. Grinch, you said before we started recording, you've made it eight months without alcohol. So this this is a walk in the park for you, brother. But that I mean, was probably was, not I my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were in jail. Oh, gotcha. No. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you all have done here. it more than once. You know, but no, yeah. you're used to it. This should be nothing. So, so your bedtime gets bumped up a few hours. Okay, you're going to bed at eight. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. You need to sleep. By, by the yeah. end of the month, I'll be going to bed at like four thirty. Get all to do. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. Fuck this day. If I sleep for twelve hours a day, it's only half a month. <laughs> I love that. How you're justifying it. And again, Haas made the point, April 30th, you know, we could all get together and have a drink. He'd be willing to get up at six in the morning and we could get together at midnight on a Saturday and have a drink. All I'm going to say is, you know, the Haas monster is on vacation too. You know, he, he could break down before this episode gets released. <laughs> he could. He said he wasn't going to. You're he said he wasn't right. going to, but, you know, when that, Look, you know, when that gin and tonic gets sat down in front of him. Or his wife has one and he doesn't. He's oh, like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, look, I, w- it was, I was curious when this whole thing started, when April started, like, would somebody break down? I guess that question's now been answered halfway through the month. Here look, we are. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think it'd be me. <laughs> Neither did I. I. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Neither did I. And, and, of course, it was just like, what did you say? I, this, I, made, this it was 20, this... I made it 28 days without a soda. Okay. I made it 14 days without alcohol. Without alcohol. No, but that? after you had the drink, I think like Grinch, like your response was almost like floodgates are open. It's fair. Gloves are off. Somebody's done it. Right. But then you came back with, I'm going right back on to no alcohol. That's and you're it. like, wait a minute. Yeah, what? I had one that disappointed me more than the drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you like, what. I want you to be a fucking lush. Okay. Just start it's, drinking. It's all fair. He did it. Grinch, if you need to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have faith in you. Look, we can make it. Less than half a month ago, we can make it. So, all right. Well, look, let's waste no time. I'm, I'm doing water and ice. I don't know what you guys are drinking. Uh, I can't. What is that? Oh, uh, is, Izzy. Izzy. Sparkling clementine. Orange. Okay. I like orange. Sir, I got Back with vodka. With vodka. Okay. <laughs> So, so my, my punishment is I get nothing to drink, no water, no bread, nothing. So what'd you do? Like open the can, drink a little, and then pour vodka in. And I, I, <laughs> yes. I pulled a, uh, yeah, 
What did he go by on the show? I don't, I know who you're talking about, but yes. Yes. He did the same thing, but he had like a diet Pepsi or something. Yes. <laughs> diet Pepsi. All right. Um, and I think when we went to ministry, he did the same thing, but it was like diet Pepsi. Or something. I'm like, what? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Diet, why? But okay. Hey, man, whatever. So I just figure. <laughs> All right. So I'm drinking water. You're drinking a, an orange. Is it a soda? What is it? Sparkling Clementine. It's like a sparkling flavored, water. Like a sparkling water. Flavored juice beverage blend. There you go. And Mac, you're getting nothing. Look, we got to start drinking again because this is just, this <laughs> is disappointing to watch drink, Grinch drink sparkling water. water. <laughs> it's just right. something wrong with this. Man. Said all sharp objects have been removed from the area. <laughs> smart, smart. <laughs> You're on watch. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it, look, it'll come to an end eventually. He's not here, but at the end of the day, we know whose decision this was to do this in April. Okay. So just saying, mm. it wasn't mine, wasn't y'all. Beautiful weather. <laughs> Yeah. Is blue skies yeah. Look, let's let's not focus on that. Let's move up. Let's move along to our topic. Glad you all are here. All right. Topic of the day. Uh, Grinch, you sent this out. Like I said, it seemed like there was a little anger, maybe a little frustration behind the topic. Uh, in all seriousness, no. no. Um, okay. I just I just found it interesting. And then the discussion that we'll have that my wife and I had to follow of like, you know, how <clears throat> how is a student loan different than than having um any other debt because there was the article where david draymond from disturbed had shared like the cartoon it was like i've solved the student loan crisis and it shows this person gesturing to a you know a whiteboard and it says you took out a loan repay it right um so there's your topic ladies and gentlemen in case you missed it we're talking about student debt or the the constant revolving door of student debt. And, and I do have some stats about it, but Grinch, what you're referring to specifically was David Draymond coming out on social media, talking about student loan debt. And he actually cites a 2019 political cartoon from artist Rick McKee, who was the staff cartoonist at the Augusta Chronicle. And in that he has a professor standing next to a huge whiteboard with a pointer. And he says, here's the two-step process for student debt crisis. One, you took out the loan, two, pay it back. And then of course, got derided on social media by people saying, yeah, that's easy for you to say, a guy who, you know, making, uh, I think somebody actually says, where is it? A guy making, a guy who's made millions of dollars selling albums while all he's doing is making monkey sounds with his mouth. Uh, yeah. Another one comes out and says, I know it's been a while since you've been relevant, probably gets mistaken for Joe Rogan at the mall. Um, yeah. There was so another he, one that's like, you did a cover of land of confusion. You clearly didn't read the lyrics. Right. Um, but the, you know, I don't know if we, I don't think we've said this, but yeah, it, it came on the heels of president Biden pushing back student loan payments again i think it's like the fourth time maybe yes and and of course that started at the outset in march of 2020 when covid first hit uh they did push back they put a moratorium on all in, they didn't push back student loan repayment they they did a moratorium on all interest rates so no interest would be accrued you could still pay your debt if you wanted they weren't requiring you to make payments and there was no interest that was going to accrue during that time for all of you, for the 46 million of us out there that have student loans, and in this group, I do. Grinch, do you? Yep. Okay. Mac, you don't. I do not. Correct. You correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. And I believe Haas does not. So only 50% of this group uh, now, has student let, let loan me, debt. 
let, let me throw that out there so I don't sound like I'm you know impressive or anything. I also don't have a college degree, so <laughs> <laughs> don't don't I, I don't want people to get mistaken going. Wow, how did he go get a college degree or whatever without having any debt? So oh right, <laughs> um, but but you know the stats being forty six million Americans have debt. Fifty percent of the the four horsemen are in that category of having debt. And that debt load is $1.6 trillion. Now, in 2011, just a little over a decade ago, that debt load was $905 billion. And so what that meant was in a decade, it increased 91%. So we've gone from $905 billion to $106 trillion. And obviously, the moratorium on interest rates, Grinch, obviously, you benefited from that. I have benefited from that. And here we are. That was supposed to end last month. I believe it was last month. Yeah, I think so. That moratorium was supposed to end, but now, as you have said, they pushed it ahead to August 31st. Part of that... Go ahead, brother. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. This is part of the frustration is I know when Biden ran for president and, you know, I voted for Biden. When he ran for president, part of it was he wanted something in place to relieve student debt, a percentage of student debt. 10,000 or more of student debt or whatever the case may be. And I know since that, since taking office, there have been a lot of back and forth about that, whether or not that would happen. Was that ever going to get pushed through? He wanted to do 10,000. Other Democrats said 50,000 or forgive it altogether. Now, from an economy standpoint, can you really forgive 1.6 trillion? No, I don't think so. Oh, I bet you can. I mean, well, they, you can, but what is that? Mean, do? They do all sorts of other crazy ass shit. I, right, I think the right. question is, should you, right? And I think this, I think this question is, or, or this topic is twofold, right? It's the people that have already accrued debt, and, and how do they pay that back, and should they pay that back, and how do we fix the problem going forward, so we do not continue to, you know, have that debt. <clears throat> accrued by, you know, the next generation and the generation after that. Right. Because clearly it seems like it's a problem. Yeah. And I, I, and I think it's, you know, we didn't, you know, the the point of this discussion was it specifically the cost of college, which is a topic that's been emailed in, but it speaks to its ever increasing cost. Right. And so, you know, the student loan concept is so that, those who are unable to afford it financially are able to attend, you know, it's like a means to be able to pay for it. Right. And, you know, and, and so that, that, that's kind of the crux of or like, I mean, there's a lot of aspects to this that I thought were really interesting to discuss, which is the one cost of college, you know, two enabling those who would not be able to afford it otherwise to do it. So it's a bit of like an investment in yourself. Right. And then, and it, it's, I mean, the analogy I was trying to think of is like, is it really not unlike um, if I went to the bank and took out a loan because I have a business concept? It, it, it seems similar in its principle, which is I need this money now in order to set the stage for me to make Be money successful. later. Right. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. The, the problem with that is, is you have people coming out of college with, you know, I don't, I'm going to guess, you know, $60,000 in debt. Or, or more, and they're making, you know, $30,000. So how do you, you know, how does the math right. work out there to, right. to pay right. back that loan? Right. Well, and, and that's exactly what Mrs. Grinch countered with is she's like, not everybody goes to college because they want to make a lot of money. 
you know, whether you're in the teaching profession or something else, right. You're, you're working for exactly a nonprofit looking, or something. Right. You're not looking at a six figure income. So it's like an invest or, you know, it's like taking out an investment in yourself, but it isn't necessarily with the intention of making a lot of money. Right. The problem well, is you, you accrue all this debt and it has an interest rate. I mean, I know like just talking with the missus, you know, we've definitely paid more than what we took out and it's pro I think it's a 6% loan, which is like, Ridiculous. Not, not horrible, yeah. but not great by any stretch. You well, know? <laughs> yeah. But again, if I buy a house, I'm not investing in myself. I'm investing in a piece of land. If I buy a car, right? My house interest rate is 3.1. My car interest rate is 2.9. My right. fucking student loan, though, was 6.1. Yeah. 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 And but what? So, so let me ask you this, though. And I don't, I don't know the answer to this. So if somebody does, please, please chime in. You know, obviously those student loans were taken out. Um, you know, a couple years ago, probably. Yes. Um, what what would be the the average interest rate now for a student loan? I mean, is it still going to be six percent? Because obviously, you know, when you know when you took out those student rate student loans, you know, home home loans probably weren't you know what they are now either. They were probably more than that. Um, so you know, are, are student rate loans lower now? No, no, that's six percent right now. That's what if, if, well, you, if, if you took out a student loan today, it would be at 6%. Yeah. And Grinch, I won't speak for you because I don't know what you're using. But when I went to school, what they do is I would, I would borrow money, right? So you do your taxes mm -hmm. and then you fill out what's called a financial aid form or a FAFSA form, a FAFSA, yeah. right? So you fill that out and that goes to the college. They determine your need based on family income and all that shit. Well, I was, a, I was an adult, right? I wasn't living at home. So my parents' income didn't matter. So I basically qualified for the most money possible. I pursued a bachelor's, master's. Once I got out, they basically sold my loans off to a company called Nelnet, which is an educational, basically loan consolidation company. So they house all the loans and they're determining the interest rate and the payback window and all of that. So you know, I got out of school, like you guys said, I got out of school after pursuing my master's nearly a little over 70,000 in debt, but I wasn't making enough. So it's like, okay, now what? So there were periods where it's like, I need a forbearance or I, you know, had to defer my loan for a period of time if I got laid off or I was transitioning jobs and stuff like that. And then it got to the point where I was doing income driven repayments. So they took my income based on my taxes and went, Okay, you should be paying twelve hundred a month to pay these loans back, which is a you, crazy amount, right? Yeah. But you can't afford that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a fucking house payment, right? Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> and you know, but at the end of the day, the house, right? It's it's a roof over my head and it's security and all that. But a job, if none of that exists, but you've now paid for that or you've borrowed against that, so it got to the point where we were like, okay, we're paying on it every month. But the interest still is accruing. So I went from being like 68, 70,000 to over 80,000 in debt because the interest kept rising, but I wasn't making payments to offset it. I was never getting closer to the end. And, and please, if you're a listener, go back to season one, episode 40. Uh, we did one called Education May Be the Dream, Financing is the Nightmare. But this is different than that conversation was. Here, in that one, we were talking about the importance of, of getting an education, what we felt was the importance, and that money shouldn't stand in the way of getting an education. Here, I think what we're talking about is 
we realize that money is a been part fucked of, over at this point. right money's a part <laughs> of the equation how do you deal with that moving forward yeah um yeah and and again i just I mean, you know want to emphasize the fact that it, it's not i mean college in a degree is not attainable absent financial aid you know it, it's just a simple fact short of you coming from a, you know, a situation well, where either money was set aside, IRAs, you know, things like that, which, <clears throat> which require your parents to have set the conditions. Right. Not you necessarily, because I mean, most people don't really have a job until they're teenagers. And that's just simply not enough time to take advantage of compound interest, et cetera. Um, but uh, this was updated April 11th. It says, um, undergrad average interest rate is 3.73 for graduate and professional. It's 5.28 is right. the average loan interest rate. And again, it isn't one loan. Like my thing through knowing that I had like, like 14 loans that were broke broken up and they ranged from like 4.5% up to 6.1 those loans. And they all had different values based on what you were because you weren't you weren't taking out just you didn't take out one loan that said okay I need seventy thousand right. dollars you took out a loan for five thousand dollars then you took out another loan for seven thousand dollars right. and so each of those loans could be a different interest rate right. right okay and and the problem is because of that situation and the frustration with that situation is let's say I give known at a thousand dollars they can allocate it however the fuck they want, mm -hmm. which means they, the interest or the principal. Right. right. And they'll pay down smaller loan or loans that had smaller interest rates because the larger interest rates would just keep accruing on me. But I didn't get a say on how that money was allocated. Once I sent the money electronically or whatever, they went, oh, okay, well, here's a thousand dollars. How are we allocating it? Well, and again, you're never making inroads. You're never getting ahead because you're facing a mountain of debt with these astronomical interest rates and you don't get to dictate the terms of how that repayment occurs once it goes out to them. Because Mac, well, as you're saying, if it's one loan, 70,000 and I hand them a thousand, I know that money's going one place. Right. Right. So that was incredibly frustrating and we got tired of doing it. So actually in January of this year, we consolidated all my loans into my bank and went through the bank and said, I want, $70,000. It was actually 75 and change. $75,000 loan. I'm going to consolidate. We paid off Nelnet. Everything got rolled into my bank. I think my interest rate's like 3.6% or something like that. It's a 10-year fixed loan and I'm paying $800 a month. And I know- And you know when years, it's done. Right. If I send them $823 a month, I know where that money's going. It's not getting split among different loans. It's going to one loan done. Now, yes, there is a scary proposition that I just consolidated under my bank. And if Biden comes out tomorrow and says, we're forgiving 50 grand, I just got fucked. I don't get that forgiveness. That's not how it works, unfortunately. Because you did not, you did not <clears throat> consolidate under a student loan. You just consolidated under a traditional loan. Basically like a personal loan, right? Yeah. Okay. If I had stayed with Nelnet and kept getting <laughs> fucked in the ass by the interest rate, if Biden comes out and says, we're forgiving 50, then I would get a benefit. And when I went to the bank, they repeatedly said, you understand if you do this, and they decide to forgive loans, you get no benefit. And I said, yeah, but I was tired of waiting and I was tired right. of dealing with the headache. It, it, you know, it's crazy is in 06, 07, the average interest rate for all federal loans was 7.17%. In 82, it was as high as 14%. Uh, 
And then in 92, federal in- interest rates ran from 7% to 10%. And, and with, you, you wonder with all of the COVID bailout money and everything, and that's a whole other discussion altogether, but just in general, if those you know, government interest rates aren't going to have to go up again to help offset some of those costs for the payouts, I mean, that money's got to come from somewhere, right? So is that going to come from you know, rising interest rates on government loans for students? Um, I, I do want to touch on, on something, though, Grinch, that you mentioned uh, a couple seconds ago about college not being attainable. Um, Financially. I think, yeah, well, and I think, but I think, I think it can be if it's done right. You know, I, I think, you know, there, there are community colleges, which will get you through two years as an, in an associate's degree. I mean, pretty much everybody lives well within, you know, driving distance of a four-year school as well. You know, I mean, they're, they're out there. So you can, you know, you can live at home with your parents and go the final two years. And, and at that point, you're just paying tuition. You know, you're not paying room and board and all that stuff. Um, so it does. And I'm going to keep talking because I know Grinch wants to say or uh, Thor wants to say something here and I'm not going to let him. But <laughs> Thor's like, you ain't um, live in my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think there are ways to make it more attainable. And I'm not going to say it's attainable for everybody. Right. But but more attainable for for most everybody in, in the country. Um, what happens, though, and, and we've seen with you know some friends of ours. Is kids decide, well, I don't want to go to, you know, the local college here because, you know, all my friends are going to, you know, this school out of state. So that's where I want to go. And I'm going to go take out, you know, $80,000 in debt so I can go get an education from a school that I could have gotten, you know, for, for I don't want to say pennies on the dollar, but for a lot less at the local college. But all my friends aren't going there, right? So, it, it, how do you how do you get people to understand that you know? And we were, you know, we were the exception. We were smart kids, right? We, you know, we knew how to do things right. Um, but how do you get this generation to understand? <laughs> you, you, you speak for yourself on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, by the way, the guy that says he has no college degree. <laughs> right. Just well, point I, that out. It, it, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I just I, 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 I think there's that, ways to do it. He's just going to keep talking, so we can't jump. <laughs> I think I think there is an aspect to this of like, okay, hey, there's some practical strategies, right? Um, and I and I don't disagree with that. Uh, you know, and I'll use my wife and I, which none neither of our parents did made any investments whatsoever to prepare for college. None. Zero. Well, I don't think so, that was a thing, yeah. Well, it's, it's either, a yeah. generational thing for sure, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, I mean, it's that the generation of like, there's always going to be money. We'll be fine. You know, we'll just pay for it as we go. Well, and as we're the ones, we're kind of that generation that, that started the whole student loan and college loan debt coming out of it. So we understand. So, you know, you try and set your kids up because that's always right. the thing. You, right? you want your kids to have it better than you did and their kids to have it better than they did. But right. So, so we started, you know, setting the conditions for our kids to be in a very different place. And, you know, Oh, by the way, I had I, the GI bill through the army that I, I gave to them. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, apply for scholarships. Like there's a lot out there. I get all that. Um, but I think the underlying issue still is that just the cost. Yeah. And I'm hate, not saying it's not cheap, right? right I agree with you there. You'd hate to look at, you know, a kid and go, you got into X university 
but there's simply no way to pay for it. So here's this community college. And I'm not knocking community colleges. I think they're, they're great for affordability and some other things. I mean, hell, the one down the road has what they call the Sand Hills Promise, which is basically free. Right. If you live in this area and you go to the school to get an associate's. Um, so I think there is that, you know, balancing act of just, it's not in your best interest to accrue all this debt just to simply get a degree from X university. But at the same time, you know, like you want, you want everybody to kind of go as high as they can. And if they have, you know, they get into like a whatever university, the, the typical thinking is there's more opportunity that comes with that. But is there? Right. And that's yeah. the and that's well, the question I've got because yeah, you know, and I'll throw out some names here. Not, yeah. I'll leave the, the people's names out of it, but but you know, a friend of ours, their son, his his father has a scholarship uh, from the military. I, I don't know you. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but basically, what it what it says is that you know he can go to any North Carolina school, and tuition is covered. No tuition. If he goes, you know, somewhere that, you know, he has to pay room and board, he still has to cover that, but all the tuition is covered. So, you know, UNCC, right there. Very good school. He wants to go to LSU, which out of state, again, it's back to that's where all of his friends are going, you know, so he wants to go there. And I get that to some extent, but, you know, so now you're going to pay out of state. Friends. Okay. That's the answer to that question. Just have better friends. That's a whole other discussion we can. We can have, but we're saying LSU, it could be any other out-of-state school, right? Um, So you're going to accrue all of this debt. And I I beg for anybody on here to tell me that, you know, LSU or, you know, let's say Florida or Georgia is that much better than, say, UNCC to pay that much, you know, to, to go that far into debt. You know, if you're talking Yale or Harvard, I, I could maybe, you know, or some of the private schools, I could maybe get behind that. But when you're talking, you know, just state institutions, it, it's at some point it's just name recognition is what you're paying for. It, it's no different than designer clothes, right? Well, great I mean, Wrangler is just as good as, you know, guest jeans. Yeah. And I'm dating myself there. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll use I'll use Grinch as an example because obviously Grinch, we just hung out not that long ago and I did get to speak to your wife. And I know you you have one kid away at college and another one getting ready to go to college. I guess Mac, an answer to your question is, and I don't know if this applies to them, I guess it would also depend on the degree they were seeking. If LSU had a program, if if your kid was pursuing a specific program and going, well LSU has a nationally recognized program for whatever that is, then maybe, but I don't maybe. know. Yeah. If you're going for underwater basket weaving, who the fuck cares where you're going? Right. I mean, does it matter if you're going uh, for just business actually, admin university of West Georgia, the best underwater renowned program <laughs> for underwater basket weaving. So gotcha. just plugging that it, it, out there for anybody that's thinking about that. I want to, I want to circle back before we get too far away because Mac, you wouldn't let me talk and that's fine. So I'm going to, I'm going to, again, I'm going to regurgitate what you said. And it was, are there not Something better really ways? smart? Yeah. Are there not better ways to get an education? And you said, I'll paraphrase, go to a two-year school, get your your associates, a, co- a community college, right? Right, right. Then you live. Cl- everybody lives close enough to a four-year school. Go to a four-year school, get your bachelor's degree, but you don't live on campus. You live with mom and dad, right? That's what you said. I did those things. I went to a community college, got my associates. 
I went to a four-year school that I drove to while living at my parents. Right. I was $50,000 in debt when I got done. Never lived on campus. So I think the other issue is college degrees are incredibly expensive just to pursue just a, even if you're doing two years, you're talking, yeah, you're talking, uh, again, the two years I did at USF plus the two years, well, it was a little more than two years, but they combined for my associates. And I was about $49,000 in debt when I got done with that before I ever pursued a master's. So I get what you're saying. But I did the things that you were talking about doing, and I still ended up with fifty thousand dollars. Wrong, in debt. apparently, because I apparently. said them, so it <laughs> oh, oh, has oh. to be true. If I did, it, well, again, and I, I'll point this out. <laughs> yeah, I don't to, know. Yeah. Not to throw you. I mean, it's easy for bus, me to say. Not to throw you under the bus, but I know you did go back to school. But you went back to school while working with a company who was they willing to pay that. your degree yes. as long as so, you were pursuing certain a certain type of degree, which is, and typically companies that do that say that you have to pursue a degree that in some form or fashion would benefit us, right? which is pretty much any degree, right? If you, especially well, if you're at a company that has that kind of money, right. because you can go back and get an aviation degree because, okay, well, you technically have, you know, a private plane, you know, for a lot of your executives. So if I become a pilot, I could benefit your company. You can, you can pretty much sell any degree at that point. Okay. But now I want you to take yourself back to being 19 years old when you weren't working with that company. Right. So you didn't have the benefit of a company going, oh, you want to get an aviation degree? Sure, we'll pay for that ahead of time and, and hope we benefit from it. Like, you know what I'm saying? A 19-year-old doesn't have that option. No, I agree. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And I, yeah. And that's kind of where I come from on this, a lot of this as well, which is the age at which you're having to make this kind of decision. Because the expectation in general is you're going to make that transition because even though we know there are a lot of, opportunities that don't require a degree, it, it still is a gateway, you know, uh, credential in many respects. And in many respects too, it's even going further with like an MBA right. or whatever, but, um, per this website, uh, in 0809 average tuition across all institutions was 17,045 a year. Um, with two year being 8,219, four-year institution being 20,361. And that's all states. Now, the latest data on this particular website is 1819. Average tuition across all institutions is 24,623, with four-year being 28,123. That's per year? And I guarantee you that's But that's two-year being 11,300. Right. I mean, it's an average, so it's probably taken both. But then again, if we go back, if we go way back to one of our best debates, the college athlete debate, we talked about athletes getting scholarships and their scholarships were worth about 120 grand if it was a four year scholarship, because that was the cost of education. So you figure if you if you do two years, Mac, you're that's 60 grand for an education now for just the two years you were talking about, the two upper level years. Right. So, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where we've talked about this, should the cost of education be so high, that conversation aside, how do you deal with it after you're done? Where we're at, where Grinch and I are at now, both carrying the debt load. He's carried it. I mean, Grinch, you graduated in like 98, 99, 2000. Uh, 2000. I graduated in 2011. Now, 
you were a little more traditional. Yes, you bounced from college to college right after high school, but you got your degree within a fairly close time to us graduating from high school. I bounced around four years until I finally graduated from college in 2011, because that's not the normal track for somebody in their mid forties to, to graduate in 2011. So how do you then deal with the debt load post-graduation? And especially now when COVID occurs, there's always an issue when something like this happens, jobs, the layoff there. So people go back to school, right? So then we start running up student debt because people go, oh, I can't find a job. I'll go back to school, get educated. Then how do you deal with it? Well, and the other problem I think is now a bachelor's degree is essentially a high school diploma when we, when we, <laughs> when we graduate, right? If, if you don't have a bachelor's degree on your resume, it doesn't even make it through the automated HR systems for somebody to look at. I mean, you can have everything else on your resume that they need, but if, if the automated system does not see some sort of four-year education in there, it gets kicked out and you don't even get to talk to anybody. It, yeah, so, and that's why. And, I and so you're going to charge people for that. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's a, it's a debt incurred just simply to have some more opportunities, right? I mean, because like you said, to your point, you'll never even make it through the door without checking that block. Right. And while in college, most likely you're making some type of hourly wage if you are working because it's like a double-edged sword. On the one hand, you're like, well, maybe I manage my load, but then there's also considerations for, are you a full, do you qualify for a full-time student? Because that's healthcare, like maybe, you know, you're able to stay on healthcare with your parents, but that's usually to like age 23, I think is the cutoff, something like that. I, I so think, you, yeah, I think it's 23. I think, so it went up, to, I think it's, it's like 26 or something now. 25 it or maybe, 26, I think it they, they may have extended it. Yeah, yeah. I think it but, You know, so yeah, you've got healthcare while enrolled as a full-time student. So it's almost like it, it works against you for even having a job that's going to make any meaningful amount of money to actually get that debt load reduced. Because you're not usually making enough to pay tuition. That's your cost of living, like food right. and rent and shit, you know? So it's going to build. And then you're like, well, maybe I'll take longer. Well, that doesn't help you either because <laughs> you know? now you're not getting on the back end where you hope to be making, you know, a, a living wage, you know, of some type, you know, of whatever minimal amount that now allows you to start repaying the debt. So it's, it's just, it's a catch 22 for sure. And, and I mean, again, looking at the numbers, like that spreadsheet I sent, you know, even by state, I mean, it's still not cheap regardless of the institution. You're still most likely taking on anywhere from, you know, like at the very low end, four-ish thousand dollars a year, something like that, all the way up to 30 plus. That's a lot. I'd like to know, uh, and I'm looking at the sheet that you sent, I'd like to know what these numbers are populated from, because if you look at the average college tuition by state, and it doesn't really give you a breakdown in terms of what the numbers are. It says in-state tuition and fees, Florida, where I live, 4,443 is the average. A year? I don't think yeah, so. So I, is that a semester? Is a, What is that? And that's clearly it's not- It's got to be a breakdown by a semester. And it's got to be well, just at, tuition. At top, it can't be room and board, I would at think. At the top, it says 
it's helpful to see the average yearly college tuition. Yeah, it numbers. says yearly. Yeah, and I know this is 28, 2019. What the fuck are they talking? Of four. It hasn't been that long ago. Yeah, right. I think that's your basic tuition books and so forth and fees. Right. I think is what it says up top: tuition and fees. Okay, because I'm just like, how is that? Because I can tell you, I never. That I mean. Never did I pay that in a year. Thor's like, I might have paid that for a class. Right. Well, um, well the, it, it, is a, it, was, it is an average of all institutions within that state. Right. And, and Well, the, yeah. So Vanderbilt's probably bringing down the, uh, the, and, the average. There, yeah, yeah, so. I get it. I think uh, I was paying. But I do. It was like $606 per credit hour I was paying. And this was in two, th- between 2008 and 2011, end of 2008, mid 2011, when I was getting my bachelor's. I think I was paying like $606 per credit hour. So whatever that equates to per year. Yeah. So, and that's again, no room and board, no books. That was simply just to pay for the class so I could get in the class. And, and, and I just want to tell you guys both that I hate you both Why? right now. Why? Because y'all had such great points that I could not interrupt. Oh, and now you've forgotten <laughs> to, what you're No, 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 no. <laughs> to, to make the shameless plug for our new sponsor that, you know, Grinch is taking to help manage his load. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> did say that? I couldn't have that. <laughs> yeah, as soon load. as you said it, both Thor and I were like, oh. I was I wondering what I said you to react that way. <laughs> I was yeah, like, but you were on such way. a great role. I was like, nah, I can't, no, I can't. I, can't really. I just, I just drove on. I just drove yeah, on. Yeah. Smart man, smart man. Yeah. <clears throat> it, uh, you know, Grant Mac, obviously you, you can make the argument, right? You don't have a college degree. Have you needed one? No. Um, Grinch, you were, I mean, a- I had to fight tooth and nail when, when I left Verizon. Um, that, that was a problem again, because like I said, I, I did not get into several interviews just because I, I don't think that, my resume even got to anybody. Right. And, you know, there were several people that I had to sell the fact that, okay, so if I had gotten a degree, say 1998, 99, you know, four years after I'd graduated in some sort of a technology field, that would be completely outdated mm-hmm. at this point. I have 20 years of work experience in, in this field. Everything but, you but learned you have on to, the job. Yeah. You have to sell that. And people look at it and go, yeah, but you don't have a degree. Right. So what? You know, I think I think the degree maybe makes a little bit of sense for somebody that's just coming out of college because you have no work experience. So they want to see that you have some relevant experience in, in the field. But, you know, at some point it's like it, it really doesn't even make sense anymore. No, but well, nobody's going to give you that piece of paper that says you've graduated that allows you to have an interview. Unless you're right. taking yeah. on this ridiculous amount, there's of ridiculous. Debt. Well, and, and and a lot of that stuff, you know, as you already said, Mac, you know, the HR systems are designed just so they're not getting spammed with applicants right. that, in right. their mind, do not meet qualifications. Right. Yeah. They've got yeah. a little script. I'm sure it's running through the resumes that come in, and they're going, "Okay, degree? No." Yeah, screen scraping it. I, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a hiring manager that bachelor's no. Yeah, that spoke spoke to us at one point was like, "Hey, look, here here's what happens." I'm tasked with hiring for this entire company. So every day we get requirements. Let's say it's a new person in whatever particular directorate, you know, or aspect or a part of the company. They lay out the criteria. As soon as I meet the number of candidates they've asked for, we stop taking and we shuffle those five and then we move on to the next requirement. And short of them coming back saying we didn't get what we needed, toss the net again. 
Right. They're done. They and just typically don't that care. hiring manager has no idea. They're going off of, oh, you say you need this, this, and this. I don't know what any of this is. Right. But I'm going to just look on the resume and see, okay, well, I don't see any of these keywords on here. So go to the next one. Yeah, you're exactly you know, because, right. Because you're right. They're, they're doing hiring for everybody in the company, for every division. So they, they can't possibly know what you're looking for. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah, obviously I, I there mean, are going to be hurdles and obstacles that you have to deal with. I think yeah. this conversation though is about is the financial debt load as the obstacle once you're done. Well, and Grinch, I was just going to say, you took kind of a, I won't say a, a non-traditional approach, but I know you went through an ROTC program. You still had to take loans while you were in school. You weren't given an ROTC scholarship with the understanding, hey, you're going to go into the military. So you'll be pay- we're paying it forward right. by supporting your education. You still took on debt load to then turn around and go into the military. Now, I know you were probably given the GI Bill, whatever, but you had already acquired an education. The GI Bill did you no good, really. At that <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I mean, you retroactively right. use that, right? Yeah, so. short of deciding to go back to school, you know, once I met the requirements, I was like, I'm not going back to school, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I did not get a scholarship until my junior year. So, you know, the bulk of debt initially incurred came from a first and second and third freshman years. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen a party like this since my third sophomore year. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that came on. And then, um, right, you get like a small stipend and it pays for like tuition and books. But it doesn't pay for your apartment. It doesn't pay for eating, you know, fuel like it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, living expenses. Right. I mean, right. You know, because you have to, you still have to live. Yep. And, and, um, you know, so I think, you know, the big point of it all of the why, why is this, this problem exists is because college has gotten so expensive and it is largely a gateway to what you perceive to be the higher end job or, or a better future. Right. You know, um, so, so, you know, you got the cost and then you incur the debt. And then I think that kind of brings us back to the, is it, how is it any different than any other debt that somebody else takes not. on? I, I don't think anybody here would agree. I mean, it's not different than any other debt. You know, could you maybe say, okay, it should be handled a little bit differently maybe, but it's, it's still debt that has to be paid back, right? Somebody, somebody loaned you that money. And, and, you know, it has to be paid back. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention, though, it, you know, because I'm, I'm a big believer in this sometimes, too, is, is trade schools, right? I mean, college isn't for everybody. There are trade schools out there, um, you know, heating and air, refrigeration, you know, truck driving, whatever. The problem with those is you can't get a traditional, they, they still cost money, and you can't get a traditional student loan to pay for those. So now you're still paying you know, so, so there's, there's no real good avenue to get to any sort of a job without, you know, some sort of debt, because, you know, that would be what people would say, well, you don't need to go to a four-year school, go, go get it, go get a trade. I still got to, I still got to take classes to get that trade. And now I can't get the traditional loan to pay for those classes. Um, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and, I agree that debt is debt, right? Um, in the sense right. that, you know, where I'm, where I, I, you know, 
we'll sit and have a conversation is just the simple cost of college because it's unattainable without taking on a sizable amount of debt with some exceptions, like you already mentioned, Mac, of, you know, some strategies to maybe at least reduce it. Well, yeah, you're still reducing debt. You're still taking on debt, though. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. You're just taking on it, less, maybe. Because some of these high-end schools, like, they don't take transfers. The expectation is you're going to be there for right. four years, you know, or you go into their graduate program, which isn't any friggin' cheaper, you know. <laughs> but um, – and that's kind of the thing is you don't want the institutions to be simply haves and have-nots, Right. Like, you don't necessarily want a Duke to be like, well, only the wealthy can get here. You know, and that, yeah, somehow and, that's the way it is. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of the crux of it, right? Is, you know, what I, what the missus and I were talking about is like, okay, so why, like, th- this, this topic creates a rift between kind of the blue collar and the white collar, if you will, segments of society. Cause, you know, if you're Joe Schmo trying to run a business or just make it, through the day and you're like, I never went to college, but I'm still paying my bills. I can, I can relate to that. I can understand why you'd be really annoyed at the concept of going, wait, they went to college and they're just going to have all their debt removed. So it kind of comes full circle to the why, you know, maybe why is this in our interest as a nation, which, you know, again, if I'm Joe Schmo making, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, I'm going to be like Crimea river but it's in our interest as a nation to invest in these future professionals, whether it's your doctors, your scientists, your business professionals. Right. I mean, that's, I guess kind of why we do it because we want that pipeline of talent and we want our best and brightest to have all these opportunities. Yeah. You know, is that, is that where it comes back to some sort of a, I won't call it a work release program, but you know, okay. You go to work, you know, you go to school, well, you know, the government will pay for you to go eight years to be a doctor. But guess what? You're going to work for us for four years or six years or whatever, you know, whatever you say afterwards for a living wage, right? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, $100,000 to be a doctor. Um, you're going to get, you know, $40,000 and you're going to work in one of our hospitals and we're going to make that, you know, part of our government subsidized health care now. And that's how we can fund that government-sized subsidized healthcare. Yeah. You know, roads need to be paved all the time, right? You know, guess what? You can work on the weekend <laughs> and, you know, work off some of that. I, I'm just, you know, and I'm not saying this is the, this is the answer. I'm just throwing out some ideas of, of things that could, you know, potentially be done to help, you know, alleviate some of that debt as opposed to just writing it off. Because at some point, what the fuck are you really writing off? What's, I mean... What, what's the national debt right now? It's just, it's funny money, right? Well, and, I mean, yeah. And like so, Thor said, you know, I'm sure you were glancing at the same article I was, which is total, total loan forgiveness is 1.6 trillion. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a shitload of money, you know, uh, but Mac, to your point, I mean, that's what the military does. That's yeah. how it gets its doctors and its lawyers, you know, or in some cases like chaplains and so forth. Those right. specialty dentists is, you know, you come on with the expectation you're going to serve for however amount of time. I mean, honestly, it's no different if than we're anybody who gets a scholarship. Like when I signed my paperwork for my scholarship, I agreed to a minimum amount of service that right. I would have to do, you know. Um, and the academy grads, it's six years, I think, they have to do. Scholarship, it's four, right. typically. Um, I'm looking at an article here. Um 
education is talking about education, uh, student loan forgiveness and the impacts of it. If they were to, like, like we said, 1.6 trillion, if they were to just forgive that, what would that mean? And this is talking about the pros and cons of that. It would increase consumer spending, but it said that what you would do is you would, there'd be an influx of spending from consumers if you were to forgive the debt, but it would equal about 90 billion and they'd be forgiving 1.6 trillion. So economically, that it doesn't offset it. I mean, but at that point, you're just moving sandbags, right? Right. So we're, we're going we're gonna to forgive all this debt in hopes that you're going to spend this money at private businesses, which then the government's never going to see. Right. <laughs> and, 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 I don't know how that works. And the problem I mean, is I, they're saying it would really only benefit anyone, any home or, or any borrower that maintains a higher financial income, right? So your median median household income has to be considerably higher for it to really benefit you. The problem is... Are you reading that Brookings article? Uh, it is... Do, 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 no, it is okay. Elfie, education loan finance website.com. Okay. Um, now, I think I did I'm see good. the one you're talking about, the Brookings Institute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that one, but I, I have not gone through it yet. Yeah, it said it would be the uh what was, the, what was the terminology they used it would be the largest transfer program in american history okay. that we're totally i'm gonna forgiving. ask them this question though yeah. and it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek so i don't have student debt so right. you know obviously that's not gonna be real me fucking at all. careful waiting on that. <laughs> <laughs> i own a house i bought a house i pay taxes on that house why can't i get forgiveness on my house loan I mean, we, yeah, and my, I, no, point I, being, I, my point being where if you start the process of, of forgiving debt, where does it stop? I mean, obviously, there's there's some there's some obvious things, right? You know, oh, I've got, you know, $10,000 on my Best Buy card because I've got 20 TVs at the house that you don't forgive. Right. But, you know, where, where do you, it's a slippery slope that you start going down by just completely forgiving debt. You know, I, yeah, I think you have yeah. to find a better way of re of saying, okay, look, you know, at this point, when you took out these loans, it sucks. I feel horrible for you. Believe me, I do. But they, they have to be paid back. The money came from somewhere. It needs to go back into the system. But let's figure out a better way for you to get it back there. You Easy. know, <laughs> I can tell you, just absolve all interest. Well, that, that's that's right. what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. Or at least yeah. trim it to some like no, I just, a I reasonable percent. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah, it shouldn't be five or six percent. Right. That, that's it's, ridiculous. It shouldn't. It sure as shit shouldn't be higher than a fucking car or a house or your house. house. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying if they said, "We know you owe seventy grand, seventy-five grand, uh, Mister Thor, we're going to absolve all your interest rate, and you're just going to pay the seventy-five grand." Then I know if I pay a thousand dollars, I went from seventy-five thousand down to seventy-four thousand. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm seeing results. It's like our weight loss challenge. You see results, it makes it easier to go. Okay, next month I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to do it again, and then you're going to see it start to tick off, and you're going to go, okay, I'm making an impact. Fine, at least I know where my money's going. Right. It, it's when you send that thousand, and then you look the next month, and you go, my inter- or my total loan went up. How is that possible? I just sent you a thousand dollars. Right, right. Well, you and know, I think yeah, maybe maybe it, it needs to be that they restructure the loan so that you don't have kind kind of like you said, Thor. You know, you you restructured everything into one loan. Right. And you're you know you're still paying an interest rate on it. 
you know, it's, it's less obviously than what you were, but you still know that when you pay this much money every month, it's going to this, you know, it's going to make this much of a difference as opposed to, you know, within my major loan, I have 10 different sub loans, right. all that have, you know, different, you know, different interest rates. And, and so, yeah, you're right. You have no idea, you know, you're, you're blindly just sending them a thousand dollars and saying, I hope this helps. And obviously, you know, it doesn't. Right. And it's like, wait a minute. What the shit? Uh, hold on a second. The problem is all of those loans are probably held by private, private banks, not the government. Right. Well, yeah. again, then you get into the weird ass direct it, it subsidized, all- direct unsubsidized, you know, all the different loans that you can get. You right. know, then that's a whole nother issue. And it's just like, wait a minute. And that's where it looks back to, you know, like the, the housing crisis, you know, where they bailed out the banks. I mean, do you go and start bailing out, you know, these and say, okay, we're going to absorb as a government, we're going to absorb all these debts. And now you're going to pay us, but you're only going to pay us, you know, maybe 3%, like you said, as opposed to, you know, the random, you know, but, but you're going to have a million people swearing, you know, the government has no business getting involved in this. Right. Right. I'll show you this. I know nobody at home can see this. This is just one. Uh, Why am I not seeing it? While you're doing that, this is interesting that the federal government began guaranteeing student loans provided by banks and nonprofit lenders in 1965, creating the program that is now called the Federal Family Education Loan. The first federal student loans were provided under the National Defense Education Act of 1958 were direct loans capitalized with U.S. Treasury funds following a recommendation by economist Milton Friedman. But when Congress wanted to expand on that start, budget rules made the guarantee approach seem more attractive. Um, Under 1965 budget rules, a direct loan would have to show up in the budget as a total loss in the year it was made, blah, 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 blah. That's interesting. It dates back to 65. Right. Mac, you all right? Yeah, I just had an idea on how to solve this whole thing. But as usual, I was waiting you for Crunch to finish his thought. Now I've lost it. So, you want me to say it all again? This, uh, if you guys, can I had see solved this, everything too, right? It was it was going to be beautiful. If you oh, if you guys can see this, this is through Nelnet. This was one of my old statements, right? So here you're seeing the interest rate. I, I said I think six point one, six point eight. My daily interest on one of these loans is almost a dollar. It's 74 cents a day that it's going up. And this is just one of many loans. And it's just like, man, you, you can't ever get out from under this shit, which mm-hmm. is why we ended up consolidating it and saying, okay, well, you know, we're tired of dealing with 12 different loans. We're just going to consolidate it into one loan. And hopefully that will resolve the issue. And it has for us, because now... We know when the loan ends. We know how long the time is. We know when we pay. We know where the money's going. And this, there isn't this constant, well, what the fuck, man? Mac, you mentioned your house. If I you were, out too, by the way. What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you mentioned your house. If you had yeah. bought that house for 200 grand and you had made a year's worth of payments and you went and checked your loan and it was, you're, they're like, oh, well, you bought it for 200 grand. You've made 12 months worth of payments and you still owe us you know, 206,000. You'd be like, how the fuck did my principal go from 200 up six grand, right. you'd be pissed off. And that's where we're at with some of these loans. Unless you make a lot of money, paying them down is, is not 
it, it's a, it's a tough proposition, especially I when remembered, you, I remembered go. how we were going to solve this. You're going to solve it. Go for it. Okay. Everybody ready? School. This is going to be no, no, no. Kids, stay in school. Okay. Stay in Not school. advocating Google to drop out of school. Stay in school. <laughs> stay in school and do drugs. Legalize marijuana. Tax it. <laughs> take all that money. Put it in. And what made me think of that is, and I think they still do it. So Georgia, and you guys obviously went to school in Georgia for a period of time too, has the Hope Scholarship, right? They started the the lottery. They took all of that money and put it into what they call the Hope Scholarship. If you go to a school in Georgia and you maintain, I think it's a 3.4 GPA 3.0 or higher, 3.0 or higher. You can go to a state school. I'm sure, again, it's just tuition. It's not room and board. Um, I don't know all the fine print of it, but you can go basically, you can go to a state school in Georgia at no cost as long as you maintain that GPA for tuition. You know, because they did the lottery right there. They did, they, they called it the education lottery. They pulled in all of that money and supplemented the current education money instead of saying like you know north carolina and florida have done we're going to take all this education money that we had that we don't necessarily really need anymore because we have all this lottery money coming in and send that somewhere else so you know let's do something like that you know legalize marijuana yeah i mean i think that's part of it but it's primarily for paying for the school like infrastructure salaries and other things but i'm yeah, I'm not sure that account gets untouched anymore. <laughs> well, and the, yeah, and then, like you said, you know, that was designed to like shore up education funding. Uh, in the meantime, like a lot of states started cutting it because they're like, they're already getting this lottery money. So well, well that's what this. I'm saying, right? You, you, yeah. you don't you, you it becomes a supplement to the current amount. You don't you don't divert what you what you already have earmarked for education saying. Well, you know, we have this money coming in from the education lottery, so we don't need to, you know, budget all this money. It becomes an an addition to to kind of you know fund that scholarship program. And and I'm saying marijuana, right? It's that's kind of tongue in cheek, but there's ways I think to create a revenue stream that would allow you to do that, right? Because because yeah, we've seen uh, it done before, and, right. and, and I think the Hope Scholarship ah. is a perfect example of it, right? So uh, why can't me, we do it somewhere else? As someone who lost hope <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one, <laughs> I was like, I just uh, need to maintain it. Oh shit! Hope's a fickle, fickle bitch, isn't <laughs> yeah. she? <laughs> like, just ask South Carolina. <laughs> college is hard. <laughs> Like I said, on my second freshman year, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was like just reading about, I was reading about that, Matt, because you talked about Georgia and the lottery and the hope. So I was actually Googling that. And apparently when they pushed the referendum through to accept the Georgia lottery in the 90s, part of it was they needed to attain a 35, 000, a 35% allocation goal to the fiscal education budget in Georgia. They have not been doing that. They've actually been falling well short of that. Uh, according to a 2017 audit, they are, they're hitting about 25% of what they should be allocating to the fiscal education budget in Georgia, and they're not even making that. Okay. So I get what you're saying. Any, any system, any system can be broken if you put right, it in the right, hands right. of politicians, right? But <laughs> but my my point being that 
it was done. It can be done again, yeah. right? That, there's there's ways to do it, and there's ways to to give these kids a chance to get an education without going into tremendous debt, you know, because they shouldn't have to. Now, again, if they choose to say, I'm going to, you know, forego going to my local college, my local four-year college and, and go out of state to, you know, another school because I think they're cooler. Hey, look, that's on you, right? You, right. you have to, you have to accept that as part of your thing but we're giving you a path forward to get a four-year degree at a college. It may not be the one you want, but it's still a degree. Right. Now, Grinch, I don't know what your degree, what degree you pursued. What was it like uh, when you were actually in college? What did you pursue? Was it like a criminology criminal, degree? Criminal justice, justice and psychology. <laughs> Obviously, I, I was much smarter and decided to get a studio art degree in fine arts because, you know, that was definitely going to pay the bills. <laughs> it's, it's not like I'm using my degree at all. No, I know. Oh, I just needed, I thing, needed right? one to commission. <laughs> right. <laughs> Most people, Mrs. Mack has a degree in biology. She's an engineer She's for Verizon. Right. I mean, you know, at some point, it just becomes a marker on a resume that says right. I could commit to something and finish it. You know, most people, yeah, most people don't end up doing something with it. No, I shouldn't say most, I would say probably 40% probably don't end up doing anything with what they got a degree in. Right. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I, the only thing I'll say is, I mean, at the time I, I had thought I would go into the army for a period of time and then go into like federal law enforcement. That was Mac. What was your degree in? Oh wait, you didn't get one. Um, which which one? Because because I did spend a lot. I, I, look, I said I didn't have a degree. I didn't say I didn't go to school. Okay, I majored in criminal justice and information science. So okay. I the shouldn't say I majored because I did not uh, get the degree. But you pursued some classes. I, prefer, I took some classes at the local community college for uh, basket weaving and bowling. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think this this kind of for me it boils down to two key points. One is the shift's expensive. It just is. It's always yeah, going yeah. up. It 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 it's can not getting be That's a great unattainable. Point. And the interest rate is, is bullshit. It's just a it's bullshit. It's too high. Right. You know, like it needs to be chopped down. Otherwise, yeah, I I subscribe to the view if you incurred debt in the pursuit of something that's going to make you know serve you whether that's making money or whatever, pay it back. then it's your debt. Right. <laughs> you, college, like it, it isn't necessarily for everybody, but I agree with it having programs in place that if you say, I've got a lot of potential here and I think if I pursue this degree, I can do X, Y, and Z. That, that's kind of what this country is about is we want you to be able to do it right. and give you a path. Okay, so then let me make this so point. what let would me be the... Let me devil's advocate this for a moment because of what you just said. You incurred debt, right? So you're pursuing a degree that you're going to benefit from. But by and large, my company benefits from the degree I pursued as well because it's an art degree. I do advertising, graphic design. I do artwork. So does my company not benefit from the degree I pursued? Now, I know what you're saying is they're going to pay me a wage. I'm not asking them to pay my education. I'm saying... I'm not the only one that benefits from that, though. 
I see where this is going because technically my company has benefited from your degree as well. Yes, so you're looking, you're looking to get a, uh, a little kickback there. Is that that's well, what you're looking that, for, right? I mean, that's that's the other aspect of this of, you know, I mean, my belief is that not many companies actually, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't, I don't, that's overstating, overstating. The company only invests once they have you, right? They're not investing you in you with the potential to get you. Although that's, I mean, that's in essence what the army does is like, you're committing to us. It is in our interest for you to have that degree. So win, win, come on board, as opposed to like open market where like, you know, if you didn't, then maybe like we talked about that HR system, another candidate who's doesn't have the other intangibles, but the system doesn't see that. It only sees the black and white credentials and therefore it doesn't even get you in the door for the interview. Well, and I think that brings up a great point, right? It's almost, a, a, you know, do we go back to apprenticeships and internships, right? We're going to bring you on, you know, right out of high school. We will pay for you to get a degree, you know, on your own time while you're working for us. Again, as long as that degree is something that would potentially benefit us, we've said, you know, big companies, there's, there's pretty much anything you can do. And, 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 you know, while you're working from us, you're not going to make the astronomical, you know, six figures or whatever that you might make when you get out on the open market, you know, but we'll pay you a living wage and pay you to go to school. Kind of like you said, Grinch, the, the military philosophy, right? Of, you know, we'll bring you in, we'll educate you because in some ways it benefits the company because they're not having to retrain you. Right. They're, they're going to brain, I shouldn't say brainwash you, but you're gonna teach you the way they want things done right. and, and give you that education. I mean, that, that's a possibility, but you would have to get, you know, these big companies to buy into that and, right. and prove to them where there's a benefit for them. And, and again, the trade off. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying, Hey, forgive 1.6 trillion. I'm not. Would I love it? If somebody said, Hey, you know, we're forgiving your debt. Uh, oh, now you cool. wouldn't, but obviously. I mean, right. No, I'm just saying, but if, if yeah. six months ago, I've been like, absolutely. But I'm not trying to get out of paying debt. All of this started, Grinch, because you sent out an article about David Draymond making a comment and his commentary on student loan. You took the debt, you pay the loan. I agree. But as we're saying, the terms under which those loans are being facilitated are fucking ridiculous. And you're asking a 19-year-old to enter into that contract the weird part about it is you are asking somebody to give you money on the investment in yourself. And will you make use of that investment, a positive use of that investment? Or will you just pursue a fucking degree and then get out and spin your wheels and do nothing and work at a fucking McDonald's? You know, but you are asking somebody, like when you go to a business and ask them to hire you, you're asking somebody to invest in you. So, yeah. And, and, and like I said, I mean, that's kind of my rub with the, the key rub in all this is nobody loans money without the expectation of making more in the end, at least in terms of institutions, banks, et cetera. I, I, I take a little bit of an issue with how much the federal government is, is accruing through interest. Because like I said, we've already paid more than what we took the loans out for. Right. We have. So in my mind, like in terms of what we owe back, like that fair's fair. Done, I'm done paying. <laughs> right. And, I, you know, inflation and some other things, you know, value right. the dollar at the time. I get all that. But I, I don't think it should be a money making venture. 
in the sense of like you expect to make a fair amount because of just the sheer number of loans you're giving out in Not this crazy process. ass interest rate. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, I guess it's, I won't say weird, but it is interesting. I look at my situation, I go, well, I've been out of school since 2011. So we're talking, you know, 11, 12 years and I've got debt. You've been out of school over 20 and you still have fucking debt. Like that shouldn't yeah. be the case. Now we've managed well, it. You know, we've decided when it's a priority and when it isn't, but yeah, it's taken for fucking ever. You know, and, and if, if, you'd have, if you'd have it, done manslaughter, you'd have been out of jail already. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. And, and the irony being, you would have gotten a free education while you were in That's jail. True. I'm just throwing that out there. So you clearly took the wrong path there. Grinch. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, I guess at what point does it become fair lending? Or does it stop become fair lending practices and turn into loan sharks? Predatory. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's how it feels when you open this up and you go, oh, I've got a 6.8% interest rate on a loan. Oh, and right. by the way, there's a dozen of these loans sitting out there with different amounts on it. And it's like, how do you even fucking handle that shit? It, it's, it's a ridiculous situation. All of that to say, I would be interested to know, Mac, you don't have any student loans. Yes, sir. Real quick. Yes, sir. Legal does not approve of us saying go commit manslaughter for a free <laughs> no, education. No, no, no. Just Let's saying. just put that out there real quick. <laughs> if, um, you'd have, if you'd have been charged with manslaughter and gone to jail, you'd already be out of jail. Although you're, you're possibly with an education, your job but don't use that as your, uh, as your modern education. problems require modern solutions. <laughs> 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 yeah. How does legal, where does legal fall on that statement? Yeah. He ain't here. He ain't I, here. I think he's having a stroke somewhere <laughs> probably right now. Because we so, said that. so Grinch and I approach this topic from one perspective, Mac, since we don't have Haas here, who I'm pretty sure doesn't have school debt and you don't have school debt. When you hear what we're talking about, are you like, uh, shut the fuck up? Are you that David? Just pay your bills. Right. Are you the <laughs> Jesus Christ? Whiny. <laughs> no, I, I I mean, look, I very well could be sitting in your same boat, right? I mean, you know, I'm I, thankfully I'm not, but I, again, also I don't have the degree to show for it. Right. Um, so no, I, I mean, I absolutely think that the, the, I don't want to say the system is broken, but there is a problem with the system. And, and we need to fix it. I, I don't know how to fix that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be having this podcast with you guys every week. Um, or, or I would from my you know, big, big yacht. Yeah, you but, um, you know, I, I don't agree that, that the way it's being handled is the right way to do it. Well, I'll be honest, you know, with your with your financial situation between being on your big yacht and occasionally launching yourself into space, I appreciate you living in L.A. Out of and, your and a huge penis shaped uh, <laughs> rocket. <laughs> That's, right. That's how I manage my load. It's all in a big rocket. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, legal says we can say that. He just it all. That's what they call the callback, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, when you sent it out, I did start thinking about it, and you you put out some information that you know that you and your your wife are still dealing with this. And then, of course, I thought about my situation and the frustration. Of course, just refinancing and going, you know, I, I am fortunate that my kids are not staring at a mountain of debt through a number of things that my wife and I have done and been able to do for the kids. And it's just like, look, if, if, if somebody is out there and they want an education, this goes back to episode 40 from season one. If you want an education, a barrier should not be finances. And for those of us that already got an education, I'm not asking to absolve the debt. Mac, like you said, don't know how to solve the problem, but there's got to be a way. Grinch, you and I uh, kind of hypothesize, just get rid of interest. Or as you said, reduce it to the point where it is just 
minimal. Right. You don't need to make a ton of money. The companies that are lending don't need to make a ton of money. But even if they cut the interest rate to zero, you're breaking even. You're getting your money back and you're not raping the people that. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, right. The crux of it is I, I need the money now right. to get through this with the expectation of I can pay it's, it back it's later. Money. Right. I can pay it back later. Yeah, and, we, and, and I think I don't think anybody here would, would have a problem paying back a reasonable interest rate. Right. I mean, that, no. that's just the way loans work. But right. yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem when I buy a house, I buy a car, whatever. I know right. that's attached to it. I just when you see that six point eight, you're just like, I'm never getting over the and top. Again, I think I think those interest rates are perfectly fine and even higher for things you know like if i want to go buy a tv or right. i want to buy a so you know not necessities and and, and let's be honest I, I think at this point in, in life a college degree is a necessity i think we've proven that in, in several of our discussions it, it, it certainly helps right yeah, yeah. it's As gonna Mac open doors firsthand. yeah, it, yeah. it's yeah. like you're getting that piece of paper or credential to open doors is the expectation right right now and, and you know look i i, I mean i don't necessarily want to start splitting hairs of like well is this degree in our our interest as a nation because there's probably some i'm like fuck you you know <laughs> like you were never going to make money with that sports psychologist <laughs> you know? yeah right you know like, uh, but that's you know that's the other aspect of kind of where we are as a country it's like it's 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 free will and i'm okay with working within that i'm just saying it's it you know just simplify the 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 the, the, the contract but that's right. where I think it goes back to, you know, okay, you know, if, if I'm a business, I'm going to go start, you know, this is going to sound really bad, scouring the high schools for kids coming right out um, with my, you know, panel van and, you know, free candy and say, you know, look, come here. We will, we will pay you to go to college if you come work for us for, you know, you're, you're going to sign a contract just like anywhere else, you know, you work for us for six years. We'll pay for you to get your undergraduate degree in, you know, this list of, you know, 20 or 30, you know, specialties. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's where, you know, it needs to come back to, you know, where, where it's almost like recruiting with the military, you know, these, these other companies. And I think they, I think some of them do it to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's the thing is, I mean, it's, it, it's, <clears throat> it's such a hodgepodge of odds and ends of like, you know, this particular scholarship or this niche, or maybe you happen right. to be fortunate enough to be connected to. So, I mean, there's no question that there's some opportunities that the girls got just by virtue of the fact that I've been in the military. Right. Like I, that's not lost on me. I'm greatly appreciative of that. Um, and I know for every story like that, there's somebody who's just lost in the woodwork going, I was told I can't afford it. Therefore, I just believe that because I'm right. too young to know otherwise. Nothing. Or, or I don't have the I don't have the ability to go find, like you said, the you know third scholarship. You know, if you were born right. on the third Tuesday of you know the fifth month, <laughs> yeah, and you have hair and blue eyes, you get this scholarship, right? Well, because there are there's there's weird things out there like that. That how do you find those things? Yeah, without help. And there's some frustrating aspects to student loans as well. I mean, you know, I know for you, Thor, it was different because of kind of where you were age wise. But, you know, I can remember having to, like, get my mother to fill out some forms for me for financial aid because I was like, I literally don't know what to write here. 
I'm I don't. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was absolutely pain in the ass. Absolute pain. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I need this or else I cannot mm-hmm. afford this next, you know, we went from quarters to semesters. While right. I was there. But um, in fact, I took off two quarters. No, I took off. I took off one and actually someone else's dad paid for one of my quarters. Was this between what, what freshman years was this between? I was at UGA. Yeah. Oh, you there. Okay. So yes. my, my, I was about 1.5 freshman year. That okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's an interesting topic. I, I'd love to know how the listeners feel about that. If somebody's out there is carrying a heavy debt load. It is one of those things where it, you know, you do manage it. Grinch, as you said, you guys have managed it for 20 years, as I have done. You know, you you make it a priority when you have to. And I'm finally, you know, it's like when I did it in January and I said, okay, I'm going to consolidate. I know what's going on. I didn't feel like I was in a fucking dark cave with a flashlight trying to find my way out because there was just so much shit when you're on their website. Now it's like, okay, everything's in one place. It's manageable. I know what my interest rate is. I know in the end... It's there. The end is nigh. I know when it's coming. And as long as I keep paying, you know, it's a manageable situation. I, I want to ask, I, I want, and I want your honest opinion. Yes, sir. How are you going to feel if, say, Monday, Biden comes out and says, guess what? We're forgiving all student debt. I'm uh, Monday, Monday. Uh, if, if Biden comes out on Monday and says that, I can make this promise to you right now. I will make it 18 days in April without alcohol (laughs) 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 because I will be having a drink at that point. More than one. I assure you. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's a chance we took. And like I said, the bank bank said, you realize what you're doing if, if this were to happen. And I was like, yes. And like, you have to sign and say, you, you do understand that you putting your name on the dotted line means that you potentially lose any benefit if this were to happen. Okay. At the end of the day though, it's, it's sitting there going, yeah, but well, it's it what's right happen? for you, right? Well, yeah. yeah, of course. And you're going, well, is it going to happen? Or or am I going to get four or five years down the road and promises and promises and promises and it never happens? Right. And you paid and, that much interest right? On, on top of that. Yeah. Because I can tell you, August 31st, when the moratorium gets lifted, that interest, that's going to suck. Mm-hmm. It is because it's going to kick back in. And I'm like, that was one of the is reasons. Is that going to be retroactive or is it just pick up? I just think it picks up right then. Okay. But either way, now every month you then have to calculate that. And that's why right. we, we refinanced when we did because we knew the moratorium was lifting and we're like, or what we thought was. Because obviously when that came out that it was getting pushed, we were like- It's a gamble. Oh, yeah. We could have waited. But it's like, you know what? We're on the road now. We're on the straight and narrow. We know, fuck it. It's done. We know what our payment right. is every month. As opposed to, like I said, you're throwing hundreds and hundreds of dollars at it and just watching your principal go up, you just get pissed off and it's not working. Uh, like, we, like we've said before, you know, you can only make the best decisions possible with the information available, not the right. this could right. or maybe, you know, like maybe always seems to be a day away, you know, and or a month away in this case. And, you know, it's just one of those, like, I don't, I don't blame you at all. I mean, for simplifying, yeah, for simplifying the situation because- you took an unknown and made it a known. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do I think it's fucked up that you're going to, and again, I voted for the man, but anybody that came forward, do I think it's fucked up that you're going to run on a platform of potentially doing this? And then here we are, nothing's happened. Yeah. That's frustrating too. Yeah, well, again, that goes back to my statement earlier. of That's any politician. Right. Right. I mean, you're just, <laughs> I mean, you're selling you know, yourself. I get it. They, 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 and look at the end of the day, he very well could have wanted to, I mean, that could have been his platform. That could have been exactly what he wanted to do, but he's one man. He can only, you know, right. I mean, 
it's not his decision to make at the end of the day. It's, well, that's not true. He can sign an executive system. order. He can sign well, an executive order. They were reviewing the legality of could he do that. But again, I'm not asking him to. Just, just right. sign an executive order saying no more interest. Right. You just pay the principal and you start right now. Anybody or, takes on Or, you know, again, we're going to absorb all of this debt into a government, you know, into a government loan. We'll, we'll take on all this debt and you're going to pay us 2% interest. And you'll right. know. So you, again, to your, I think to your point, it's, it's more about the unknown, right? It's yeah. I've got this, 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 and this. Whereas, you know, if the, if the government wants to take on all these loans and, and you know, consolidate it into one and just charge me 2% interest, I, th- I think you'd be okay with that. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, I feel because, because that's what you did basically. That's why right. I'm assuming that. Um, yeah, I'd be okay with that because then, I, like I said, when I pay that money, I know what what where it's getting allocated, right. and I don't have to worry. And you I, know what the end date is, right? Right. Absolutely. Which is is always the nice thing. I'm I'm Grinch has been doing it twenty years. I'm now looking at ten years from January, ten years from then, going okay. I'm done, right. regardless of what happens, skyfall or not. I'm done paying this shit. So I'm fifty five, Dunsey. Now. You know, Grinch. I don't know when yours will be paid off. Hopefully, not when you're 55. Hopefully, not yeah. Well, now. and it's it's worth saying too. Uh, we consolidated, so that's Mrs. Grinch, my and my debt. She didn't have a, you know, she didn't have a scholarship. You know, she didn't Help go in the army, did. right? So yeah, she like me. We both were like, this is what we're supposed to be doing, right? You right. know. In fact, she didn't go to one college because it was out of state, and, and her expensive. father at the time said, "Well, how are you going to pay for it?" You know, that led to ultimately here ended up in the same university as me. Um, And then we combined everything and then we've just managed it. It's just it's a bill that's there every fucking month. And it has been for two decades, you know, (laughs) and and like I said, I I don't have a problem with paying for it. I have a problem for how long it's taken and how much we're paying in the net. Right. And, you know, and I will say this, too. I mean if people only voted for president Biden because of this discussion of canceling student loan, they're like, Oh, I'm not going to vote. Okay. Fuck you. you That's know, a whole bigger you. problem. Yeah. Right. No, if you, I think if you think it's, Republicans it's are going to treat you yeah. any better, right. you go for it. Right. No, I, I didn't, but it is frustrating that anybody stands up there. And then of course, when you don't see anything happen, you do go, what the fuck? Come on, man. And I realize, and I've read a lot of articles. He does get pushback, not only from Democrats, but Republicans on doing it. And Republic or Democrats want him to forgive more. And it's like, I'm not asking for that, but you know, anything. Would yeah. And, and that, you know, and that it, it's, it's too big of a topic really, but it just, the, the simple point is, you know, the whole reason like the federal government's able to incur debt is because it doesn't have like laws that require it to have a balanced budget. And so it's like anything right of all that debt's just out there somewhere. It, it belongs to everybody and nobody, right? right. So you're like, right. you know, people have this mentality of as long as the debt's going there, I don't care. I'm like, well, it's our debt. Can my <laughs> student know? loan belong to everybody too? <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's our collective debt. It doesn't I, I will go send nowhere. you a check, Thor, for $2 every month. <laughs> Max is going to show up at my <laughs> house and knock on the door. I'm going to open. He goes, well, I figured if your student loan belongs to me, I'm just going to come in and make use of your house too. Well, I right? do that whether I'm paying for your student loan anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no um, problem there. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, I, I appreciate the topic. Like I said, I know we covered 
the finances of education and things like that early on. This, I think, was a little different. So for those listening, please go back, episode 40 from season one. Give that a listen and you will see that the, the conversation here, the debate here is a little different. And we do have a couple of different approaches because, as we said, Grinch and I both have debt. Grinch has had it for more than two decades. I'm looking at just over a decade. Mac has none. I'm pretty sure Haas has none. Would have loved to have had his perspective. But, you know, give a listen back. Feel free to drop us a line at the Four Horsemen and a Spirited Debate.com. Let us know what you think about student loan debt. Should it be forgiven? Should they find another way to, to mitigate the interest or, you know, at least make it manageable for people that have to pull student loans to get an education? Believe me, I wish I didn't have to, but. I did want that piece of paper and it meant and, a lot to me. Um, and if you have a college degree, you know that's four spelled out, F-O-U-R. Right. F-O-U-R. Um, because you don't right. use the number for anything below, I think, 10, right? Look at that. You so, didn't even get a degree and you know. I'm so there you go. You make me happy. Um, yeah, but feel free to hit us up at the four horsemen at a spirit of debate.com. Drop us a line there, our email. Drink you'd like us to try because May's coming up quickly. And believe me. We will be trying some drinks. Not quick enough. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> a topic you'd like us to debate, maybe we can reach out to you and have you on the show, and you can feel free to give us your little two cents about whatever the topic is. Check out our website at thespiriteddebate.com. Same thing there. Drinks, topics, drop us a line. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We always love to hear from you. Or just drop a question we'd, you'd like us to answer, maybe something about the show, maybe something about one of us. Uh, we will be more than happy to go ahead and answer those questions if we get them. Uh, gentlemen, as always, thank you so much. Mac, fuck you for not having any student loan. Uh, Grinch, <laughs> I'm sorry that you have student loan, and hopefully you and I will get this the student loan thing resolved at some point. Uh, but as always, I love you guys. Thank you for well, being here. As Mac said, I'm going to start selling the marijuana. Hey, do that. You can there you go. My loan. <laughs> uh, and, you know, love having you guys here, and we will do this again next week. So thank you very much. information or opinions expressed during the Aspirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guest may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of Aspirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.